This is the Out of Character Podcast. Introducing your host, Brian Colbert. Welcome, world, welcome to episode three of the Out of Character Podcast. I am your host, Brian Colbert. My friends call me BC. You can call me BC too. Thank you for tuning in to episode three. Man, this is going quickly, man, but we're having a really good time. Y'all really showed a lot of love for episode one and episode two, so I have to thank you start the show another thing i want to do to start the show is shout out veterans today is thursday but yesterday was veterans day now for those of you that don't know i come from a military family i have both of my parents were in the military my sister her husband's in the military and i have all kind of cousins uncles a bunch of people that i care a lot about that are in the military or that have served so thank you guys so much for me growing up military it molded the person that you see before you it sucks that I don't really feel like I'm from anywhere because I've moved so much, but I really truly feel that the reason I'm able to communicate so well with people is because I move so much, man. Imagine leaving your best friends when you in third grade and then making brand new friends in third grade when you know how kids are and then leaving those friends again in like seventh grade, you know, so shit's crazy. For those of y'all that don't know, I might as well give y'all, because that's, that's why we made that a character podcast. I want to give you a little bit of background. I was born in Insulik, Turkey. My parents were in the military, like I said. So I was born on a military base in Turkey. Moved to California. I stayed there till I was in third grade. Then moved to Japan. Moved to Japan at like the end of my third grade year. I stayed there till eighth grade. Then moved at the end of my eighth grade year to England. Lived in England until my junior year and then my senior year of high school. I moved to Nebraska. Then of course, went to the University of Nebraska and then got a job at ESPN, moved to Connecticut. Still in Connecticut. So the journey has been crazy, but that's all because of the military. I've got to see things that, man, I don't think a lot of people could even understand if I tried to just describe to them the things that I've seen. And it's all because of the military. And even though I didn't choose to go that route, even though I didn't choose to be somebody that served in the military, I have a lot of respect for them. Shout out to my sister who's still in it. Shout out to her husband who's still in it. Um, Y'all inspire me, man. Y'all are so tough to do the things that you guys do. It's a thankless job, I feel like sometimes. Um, And yeah, man, shout out to you guys. So shout out to all the veterans on Veterans Day. Got a good show for y'all, man. We got some fun stuff to talk about. But first things first, last time we were here, I was talking to Robert Mayrez. We were talking about the elections. At that point, it was last Thursday, the elections had not finished they had not wrapped up the ballots had not all finished being counted and it kind of feels like still the ballots aren't finished being counted but we know who won this thing it's clear that joe biden won no matter what 45 say joe biden is going to be our new president we are having a change yes guys i understand it is a small change i I understand that you know some people are confused at why people were so happy so happy ain't nothing changed we still getting killed by these cops we still all true there are still social injustice there's still a lot of bad things happening but i do think there is a reason to be happy i do think there is a reason to celebrate like i said on the last episode i feel like trump was a symbol of ignorance trump was a symbol of racism trump was a symbol of an old america an america that i feel that truly do feel a small majority of Americans are still holding on to Trump being here allowed them to feel empowered which to me like I said last episode was very very dangerous very dangerous to have these type of people feel empowered feel that they can walk up to you and legitimately physically assault you yes racism still gonna exist racism ain't going nowhere things are not gonna get better just yet because Trump is finding ways to hold on to this motherfucking thing 
Trump is not trying to get out of this White House. I think we all knew that that was going to happen. I think we all knew that Trump was not leaving easily. He's going to get his Proud Boys to try to run up on everybody, do crazy things, but I, I just don't see it happening, bro. Trump, you don't have the military behind you no more. You don't have the government behind you no more, bro. If you do not leave, bro, they pulling you by your tracks out that Oval Office, G. You're gone, bro. They will throw you in jail, bro. It's over. It's done. Let it go, bro. You is paid, dog. I'm sure your brand is bigger than it's ever been at this point, bro. Go get yourself an island. I know you got money stashed because you wasn't paying your taxes. Go hit an island, bro, and just fade away, dog. And, like, I'm not going to be surprised if he does that shit. White folks that love Trump, bro, he do not give a f about you. He don't care about you at all. What's going to happen is the moment this is done, he's out of here, bro, because he's not trying to go to jail. And I guarantee you, if they can, the government going to find a way to get, get your boy. So I, I think he will be out of here. But like I was saying, I do believe that there is reason to celebrate. Celebrate getting this guy the hell out of here. And also, bro, we got a sister as the vice president, a black woman. How can you not be happy about that and be black? Like, I don't understand that at all. Like, how can you not celebrate seeing a black woman, regardless of who she's married to, regardless of some of the things she's done in the past? All politicians have done some wild things. How can you not love the symbolism of a sister as a vice president? And as we watch these elections go, we saw the way Kamala talked, the way she spoke her poise. She looked like the presidential candidate. So imagine how close we are to having a sister in that seat. Having a president that's a black woman. Honestly, fellas, I feel like we should have handed it over to the ladies a long time ago. We should have handed the keys over a long time ago. We done seen what Americans are like under these old men. We done seen it. Let's give these ladies a shot. And personally, ain't no, nobody runs a household better than a black woman. Man, a black woman to juggle a household full of 10 children and still make food, still work a nine to five, and still give her husband some loving at the end of the night. Man, queens are just awesome. They're amazing. And I personally think we're very, very close to having a black woman as our president. So, man, shout out to Joe Biden. Shout out to Kamala Harris. Man, it's going to be so damn cool seeing her do her thing. Hopefully, I, I do think Joe Biden's going to try to do some good stuff. A lot of people talking about, oh, they're going to forgive student loans. I wouldn't hold my breath on that. <laughs> I think we see politicians a lot of times make these promises to people during these campaigns and say, oh, we gonna do this. Boy, we we just knew we was gonna see a wall. Trump been promising this wall for four years and we got a couple pillars and that's about it. Biden, I just don't think he's gonna be able to forgive y'all student loans. I ain't trying to put bad energy into the air. That's not what I'm about. I'm all about positive affirmations, but I just don't want to see my people get led astray. That's all, because I, I just, I think you won't have to pay them shits. There's some people that was like tweeting, yo, I'm so glad I never paid my student loans. I was smart, f***ing fees. I'm never paying my student loans. Them fees ain't going nowhere. I'm sorry, I'm sorry to tell you that. I think good things is gonna happen. I do think good things are on the rise, but I would not, if I had to guess, well, what if we just circle back four years from now? If I have to guess, especially on this first term, I don't think them student loans are going anywhere. But good luck to you if you got them. Good luck, cause I know they a bitch to pay off. Now speaking of voting, something very interesting happened in Nebraska. Now, those of you that know, I went to University of Nebraska. You guys all know I used to live out there. No, I'm not from there, but I went to college out there. And if y'all didn't think Nebraska was white as f this story I'm about to tell you guys is gonna confirm that Nebraska is probably the whitest place on earth. I'm not 100% sure if other states voted on this. I have, I have no idea how many states have this as still like legislation. So in Nebraska, up until this 
previous election. Slavery was legal in the state of Nebraska. Now, let me let me clarify, because it's not like the slavery that you think when you like watch the movie Roots or some shit. If you were a prisoner, if you broke the law and you were locked up, you could legally be considered like a slave in Nebraska to where you could do labor for the state and not receive any type of compensation, just like slavery. So I'm not really sure why this is a thing anywhere, but in Nebraska, this is something that they had to vote on. The results came back and beautiful Nebraska votes to get rid of slavery. Awesome. The caveat is that 32% of Nebraskans felt that slavery should still be intact in the state. 32%, that's almost one out of three people in Nebraska decided that they felt slavery should still be a thing. And I think this screams to a much broader picture. Because like I said, I don't know if Nebraska is the only state in the world that has something like this. Um, there's probably others if I had to assume knowing America. But think about that. And, and maybe, you know, I guess white people can be locked up, so maybe it's not a race thing, but let's call it what it is. Let's call it what it is. If you want to look up the numbers in Nebraska for the amount of black men compared to white men that get arrested, incarcerated, and get pulled over in Nebraska, go check that out. Go educate yourself. I'm not here to tell you those statistics, but let me tell you they're wild. Go educate yourself. And if you want to learn about this thing that they voted on, it's called Amendment 1. Google that as well. Amendment 1. This is a real thing. I'm not making this up. I would never make up something like this. So the fact that you have people on earth that think things, hear the word slavery, right? It's just this word slavery, right? No, regardless of what's behind it and what it actually means, and like that is prisoners and people that, you know, broke the law or whatever. How can you hear a word like slavery and be for it? Be like, you know what? I think that should still be there. I think that we should be able to have free labor in this country still. Free labor is not a big deal, whatever. And the way I'm looking at people that voted for slavery, because I'm sure all y'all listen like, whoa, like what? That is crazy. You're probably looking it up. Like I promise y'all I'm not making it up. But as crazy as that sounds, is as crazy as it sounds to vote for Trump. The number of people that voted for Trump still Biden got record votes, right? A record amount of votes for Biden. But Trump also, right behind Biden, had a record number of votes. Trump, this year, had more votes than President Obama. Then more votes than the first black president. You know how we all came out to vote for the first black president. President Trump had more, oh, it was record numbers, the amount of people. And that's dope that a lot of people came out to vote. Your voices were made heard. That's awesome, bro. Everybody has the right to that. But, man. And I had Trump people hitting me up like, hey, bro, you know what I'm saying? First of all, if you're a Trump supporter, I'm not your bro. We're not cool. I'm never going to disrespect anybody unless they disrespect me. I'm always going to be cool. Like, that's just how I am. But I'm not your bro. I'm not your homie. We're not cool. I don't care what history we had. Now, some of y'all listening are like, Brian, that's so harsh. How can you say that to people? Like, everybody has the right to their own opinion. Everybody has the right to vote for the presidential party. And I get that. Some people are lifelong Democrats. Some people are lifelong Republicans. But this... It's different. This is different because if you choose to vote for Trump and you tell me, oh, I voted for Trump, but I'm not a racist, but I've still voted for him. 
you might not be a racist. But what you chose to do was overlook racism. You decided to support this guy because maybe there's other things he does that are really great. You might think, oh, that racism stuff is kind of messed up. But to you, racism isn't a deal breaker. To a small minority of America, racism isn't that big a deal. You can overlook it. It's not a deal breaker for you. And to me, that's a problem. To me, that's a problem when you take the time, and this is regardless of your race, because there are black people, there are Hispanic people that voted for Trump. I understand that, I get that. Let me say that right now. I'm talking to any Trump supporter. This has nothing to do with your race. This has something to do with your values and your morals as a human being. If you are okay with overlooking racism, we can't be cool. Because that means that if I'm in a situation where I'm facing racial injustice, which I have a lot, that means that if you with me, you not standing up for me. That means that you not fighting for me. That means you not keeping me from having a knee on my neck and getting suffocated. That means you'll sit there and allow that. And to anybody that feels that they aren't a racist but allows racism, allows their uncles to tell them racist jokes at the dinner table on Thanksgiving, for those of y'all that allow y'all peers to say wild things, like I said, everybody's allowed to their own opinion. But racism should never be something that can be overlooked. There should never be an excuse for it. So to all those people that are making excuses for Trump and the things he says, and it's not just racism, it's misogyny. It's homophobia. Dude literally stands for all kind of wild and crazy shit. And the wild thing is, I don't know if he truly believes all this stuff. I think he just knows what y'all into. And I'm very, very grateful for these last four years because now y'all can't tell us we was lying. Y'all can't tell us this was in our head. Y'all see how fucking racist America is. And y'all gonna have to, y'all have to deal with that. Cause just like this is my country, this is y'all country too. And history is being written. This election was history. And a hundred years from now, when none of us are around, when all of us are just specks of dust, and your grandkids' kids are in school, they're gonna turn to 2020 in the history books. They're gonna turn to these last four years in the history books. They're gonna see quotes. They're gonna have video, they're gonna have social media, they're gonna have all of these clips from all of these different news outlets. They're gonna have his tweets. And a little kid, a little kid, no matter their race, a little kid's gonna be in class and raise their hand and, and say, teacher, who would vote for a guy like this? Who would want another four years of this? In y'all states that went red, y'all people that voted for Trump, gonna be in those history books and y'all are gonna be the answer to that question that's y'all legacy that's america's legacy now that we allowed this to happen for the last four years i've been all over i've been out of out of the country they they think we a joke they think it's funny that we allowed this reality tv star to be the face of our country and we gotta we gotta face that we gotta eat that one all of y'all that supported this dude, y'all are who our kids, 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 kids are going to look at and say, man, y'all really fucked up. Even if the kids don't care about race, 
They might care about homophobia. If they don't care about that, they might care about misogyny. <laughs> if they don't care about that, they might care about our planet. Because our planet was at stake as well for y'all that don't understand the kind of shit that Trump was on. But to wrap up my point, I hope y'all don't regret y'all decision. I'm just going to say it like that. The people that are still supporting Trump that are going to get out on these streets and try to incite violence to make sure he stays in office. I truly hope you don't regret it. Because at the end of the day, we're all humans, we're all God's children. And remember that. All this stuff is going to come full circle. Y'all are going to have to answer for these things one day. Or y'all kids might have to answer for it. Or y'all kids' kids might have to answer for it. But no, one day there's that going to be that little kid that has that question. And that is the stamp and legacy of America right now. Can we turn it around? I'm sure. America is amazing. I've lived in other countries, man. I love being American. I, I'm not going nowhere. My ancestors built this motherfucker. I ain't going nowhere. I fuck with America, but I know there's a lot of things that we got to switch. So I, I do hope things get better. And I will salute, do a cheers, do a positive affirmation that things will get better. Because like I said, oh, we close to having a sister as a president. I would love that, boy. I think that's just, imagine, imagine talking, you know, I ain't even gonna go there, I ain't even gonna go there, but just imagine in Korea talk reckless to a sister. Brothers, we know how that go. I'm just saying, bro, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited for what's to come. Shout out to Biden, you did your thing, brother. Shout out to America, shout out to the people that didn't vote for Trump because y'all were the majority, y'all showed out. I don't care what nobody says way to do y'all think y'all voices were heard and i hope that y'all continue to vote for the rest of y'all lives man shout out to y'all change your pace my goat comedian shout out to i love a lot of comedians i'm a big big fan of stand-up comedy since i was a little kid i feel like it was one of the few things my dad let me listen to at a very young age that had cursing in it so i would love love stand-up comedy I, I love martin lawrence i love eddie murphy dave Chappelle though to me, Dave Chappelle is a once-in-a-lifetime being. You have these, these goats, right? We always talk about it in sports, but I think in every profession, you have these goats that will live far past their time. Not only because they were so good at their main profession, but because they were also so impactful in so many other categories. And I truly feel that that is Dave Chappelle. We all know his story. I'm not going to get into that. But Dave Chappelle, right after the elections, had an SNL monologue, hosted SNL, did a great job, and here's a little piece of his monologue because I thought it was just dope. In a state like Ohio, for instance, right, people make more money from their stimulus checks than they do if they work, so a lot of people don't want to work. You know what it reminded me of? Ronald Reagan. <laughs> well, you're a black fella. You're a young fella, though. You don't know about Ronald Reagan. Remember what Ronald Reagan used to say about black people? How we were welfare people, drug addicts? Who does that sound like now? <laughs> Stimulus checks, the heroin. And the rest of the country is trying to move forward and these white niggas keep holding us back. <laughs> Don't even want to wear your mask because it's oppressive. Try wearing the mask I've been wearing all these years. I can't even tell something true. Unless it has a punchline behind it. 
You guys aren't ready. You're not ready for this. You don't know how to survive yourselves. Black people, we're the only ones that know how to survive this. Whites, come, hurry quick. Come get your nigga lessons. <laughs> as you know, and as you just heard, Dave Chappelle don't hold no punches, man. He gives it up raw, and I think that's why he's my goal. That's why I appreciate somebody like him. And um, for those of you that don't know, there is a show called Open Gym that um, I, I sometimes host, um, I'm a part of, um, I help create. And we talked about athletes using their voices and how important it is for them to be able to speak on social injustices. I truly feel that that goes for all entertainers, musicians. You guys have a following. Something about being famous, especially these days with social media, where you guys have just this following where people literally, it's like a cult, where people hang on to every word, everything you say. And it's really not easy to speak up for minorities, speak up for social injustice in this world, especially when you are in entertainment, because there's a lot to lose. People don't like controversy, you know what I'm saying? Brands, money, you can lose a lot of money for being controversial. The one thing I've always respected about Dave is that he don't care. He'll leave money on the table. He, you can't be bought. And I, I, I love that about so many of the black creatives that I've grown to meet and love is that we are not here to be sold. I think a lot of that has to do with Dave Chappelle and the type of example he makes. Because you don't really see somebody in the spotlight where he's literally considered the greatest at what he does. If he's on a microphone, if he's on in front of a camera, you are gonna listen to what he has to say. And I guarantee you're gonna laugh, even if he's talking about something serious. He can make you laugh about serious stuff. And he doesn't shy away from any of it, man. He speaks up for us, and, and the wildest part is like, the people that don't know Dave from like the 90s, like his stand-ups have always been around social injustice. He had stand-ups talking about police brutality. He's talked about how hard it is to be a black man. He had skits that just showed, in a very hilarious way, just how ugly America can be when it comes to racism. And I'm just so thankful for Dave. So I wanted to shout him out real quick. I wanted to talk about that real fast because I just think it's so important that people like him, and I hope to one day, and I'm not a comedian, but I hope to one day be on the level of Dave where I have a voice to where if I say something, people are listening, and I hope that I can do and say things that Dave does, similar to how Dave does, because it's so impactful, it's so important. I feel like when you have a voice, when you have a platform, you have to use it to make life better for others. I feel like that's what we're here for. I feel like that's why God gave us these talents to entertain, to make y'all laugh, um, to make content, to create videos, create audio, to all my creatives out there. Remember why we're here and what we do it for and know that you can shout out people that you love you can shout out dope shit you can have a great time you can have fun you can be silly but you can also put on for your people always put on for your people whether that's black folks whether that's hispanics whether that's japanese asian white you can always put on for other people while you're making this dope ass content and shout out today for always doing that shout out today for always trying to move the culture forward Dave, bro, you were an inspiration to me. Thank you. You're just a comedic genius, bro. I hope one day we meet. And shout out to Dave Chappelle. Now, speaking of great people, speaking of great men, speaking of men that care about pushing the culture forward, out of character family, OOC podcast listeners, I want to introduce you to a friend of mine. This brother is infamous. This brother is one of a kind. 
This brother comes at you real, this brother comes at you raw, and this brother comes at you correct. Without further ado, straight to the mic with Ike. Straight to the mic with Ike. God damn it! Ah, shit! It's brother Ike on the mic, also known as Brother Rafiq, and I'm here to give y'all these bars, god damn it. Alright? I need to talk about cancel culture. Why the why the fuck are y'all canceling shit? Alright? If you're gonna do it, have a backbone. Have a real backbone. I be seeing the line at Chick-fil-A. Y'all 30 deep. Still eating them crispy nuggets. What's going on? I know they good, but god damn it. Let's have a backbone. Let's support our brothers and sisters in the LBGT community and all that good stuff. Come on, what are we doing? Come on. Alright, and then my student loans? The hell am I doing still paying my student loans? God damn it. You know what I could do with that extra $300, $400? I could be like Future. You know, probably Cayman Islands. It's Rona, but, uh, you know, I could be somewhere with that extra bread. Maybe owning a house. And, god damn it, just $300, $400 extra dollars that the government don't need. My credit score ain't even really been affected. What's going on? God damn it. Ah, shit. And then you entrepreneurs, you Forex motherfuckers, you, 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 fuck you. Leave me alone, all right? Look, I don't want to know about your charts, your IMLs. I don't give a damn. And if you're saying I'm missing out, in the words of Pops from Friday, a tough, a titty. And that's a minute with Brother Ike on the mic. Ladies and gentlemen, that was my good Brother Ike. I hope y'all enjoyed that. I know I did. Was not expecting that at all. Moving forward. Now, I'm not one to talk about folks' business. That's not one thing I plan to do on this OOC podcast. I plan to just, you know what I'm saying, give y'all some life lessons. Get y'all some free game. And just talk about things that interest me. And I told you guys, stand-up comedy is a huge interest of mine. And somebody I look up to, just like I look up to Dave, is Kevin Hart. Somebody I feel is one of the hardest workers in the game. Brother just does everything. Takes care of his peoples, man. Takes care of his boys. And to me, like, nothing better than that. That's why we do this, right? To look out for our people. So, Kevin Hart, a few years ago, I don't know, might have been a year ago, had a little scandal. Supposedly, allegedly, because I wasn't there. So I'm saying allegedly, because personally, I believe black men don't cheat. Black men don't cheat. So, allegedly, Kevin Hart was caught cheating on his wife while she was pregnant. Yes, fellas, I know. Yes, I know that the Faithful King congregation is listening and you're just disgusted. Guys, listen, we don't know what really happened. Let's not judge this brother. That's not what we're here to do to judge this brother. Because like I said, we all know black men don't cheat and we know it's not in our DNA. So something had to have happened, right? That's what we all thought. Something had to have happened. And the story was that while Kevin Hart, yes, admitted to cheating while doing these bad things, one of his homeboys supposedly had set him up. There was this whole documentary on it that Kevin Hart dropped on Netflix uh, talking about his homeboy and how he basically tried to blackmail him with a video of him cheating on his wife, right? We were all just like, oh, that's foul. How can somebody do that to their homeboy? How can somebody do that to sweet little Kevin Hart? How can somebody do it to little dude, man? That's not cool. Why would you do that to Kevin Hart? All he do is make us laugh. How can you do that when your boy did all of that to put you on game and bring you as part of his family? Because we see what Kevin Hart does for his homies. He looks out. 
So that's the explanation. We hear that there's a court case and all that. And it, like most things, because, you know, people have a short attention span, it disappeared. Nobody asked any questions about it. Life continued. Um, Kevin Hart and his wife are doing great. Family looks beautiful. They have beautiful children. Man, it's awesome. Now, recently, a story comes out where the guy, I think his name is JT, Kevin Hart's old friend, the guy who supposedly ratted him out, tried to, you know, blackmail him. His name is JT, and he comes out with his lawyer and makes these videos. Kevin Hart lied. We have documentation, court documents saying that, you know, I never set him up. I never blackmailed him. And he just lied to save face. He just lied so we didn't look bad in front of America. And the world went crazy. The world went crazy. Oh no, Kevin. How could you do that, Kevin? How could you do that to your boy, Kevin? Be a man, Kevin. Why don't you, why don't you just be honest, Kevin? Why don't you just tell us straight up, Kevin? Why you have to go through all that, Kevin? And y'all was just judging. Just throwing stones at this brother. Because y'all couldn't understand why he might want to lie about it? Why he might not want to lose his wife? The mother of his children? Y'all can't understand why a brother in a situation like that back against the wall is going to lie? Men and women. When they're caught in a sticky situation, especially a situation like cheating, and you just want to... What's the first thing? You lying. You looking for anything. You, uh, uh... Shorty could be right next to you in bed. You could be caught red-handed and you will look your shorty dead in the face and be like, what are you talking about? I don't know this woman. And then for 20 years after that, continue to lie about the fact that she didn't see you with shorty. Do it all the time. Women, y'all do it too. Boy, oh, women. Ooh, y'all, ooh, y'all don't know admit. Y'all don't like admit stuff. Y'all sure don't. Oh, I heard a lot of women coming at Kevin Hart. Oh, oh, Kevin. Oh, she was pregnant out there. The judgment. We know what y'all doing too. Let your man see your DMs right now to all y'all that's judging Kevin Hart. Let him see your DMs right now. Let him see the filth that's going on on your Snapchat. Let him see your Cash App history. Guarantee you, Jerome sent you 25 the other day for some Chipotle. Guarantee it. And y'all judging Kevin Hart for. And he's not just losing the family. He, he's not just losing the wife. My man is a whole company, he's a brand. He has people all around him that are relying on him, that need him to be making this money, and he had to be okay. So the story is that Kevin Hart's team of people got together and said, Kevin, listen, we think we can spin this. We think we can get you out of this one, buddy. You got a lot going on. You got a lot of money invested to you, pal. What you think? Now, like I said, we've all been in a situation where our back was against the wall and we just had to tell a nasty lie. Like, we just had to tell a nasty lie. And it, it could've even been something like cheating. It could've been something really small. Like, yo, who ate the last bit of Frosted Flakes? You know you lied to your big brother because you didn't want to get your ass whooped, right? That's it, you were just avoiding the ass whooping. Kevin Hart has so much more to lose. So imagine, imagine if your big brother called you and said, hey, bro, you eat the last bit of Frosted Flakes. And not only were you able to come up with a lie, but you were able to come up with a lie that literally you had to bring judges and courts in to prove wrong. Your brother ain't doing that. You're thinking, ah, oh, I could lie. He ain't going to check that deep into it. If you had that opportunity, you were taking it right in that moment because you do not want to get your ass beat. Sounds like that's what Kevin Hart did. Now, I'm not saying what he did was right. 
I'm not condoning lying. I'm not condoning cheating. Like I said, faithful kings all over the world, black men don't cheat. However, I am human. I have been in sticky situations. I have been in situations that I couldn't really explain. You know, what's the response you got? Because I don't want to necessarily lie, but I don't know how to explain it. But that's because I didn't have a team of people that could explain it for me. And that's what Kevin had. So imagine being in that situation. Millions, millions of dollars sitting right in front of you that you can lose. Endorsements, your, home, your happy home, your wife's pregnant. Perception is everything. Everything, especially when you're in entertainment. So if you have all these things to lose, do you really think you're not doing the same thing Kevin Hart did, people? Do you really think you're about to lose your wife over some nigga that you probably ain't really that much anyway like you know what I'm saying this dude probably used to be like sneak dissing kevin on the low like oh bro you man short like hey bro why don't you eat your vegetables like you ain't never hit puberty like little things like you know you have them homeboys that are just in your circle that's just in there to see you lose like he was probably one of the home i, I don't know if you've seen the video buddy doing the little thing the way he snitched and did all that was very female like very female-esque the way he was on the cameras and talking with the lawyers and all that looked like black china up there so a brother like that clearly wasn't solid from the jump so maybe kevin hart says you know what him or all this other shit and maybe it was wrong maybe it wasn't right but i guarantee you people y'all would have done the same thing and that's what we need to do that's what we need to do we need to put ourselves in other people's shoes put us in other people's shoes and wonder man what made them do that huh. we've all lied before if you're telling me right now that you've never lied if you tell me right now that you never cheated then you a liar and you a cheater that's what i have to say about it and none of y'all have what to lose what kevin hart has to lose so people Relax, take it easy. My man got a special coming up. Shout out Kevin Hart. Got a brand new special coming up. Can't wait to hear it, bro. I'm sorry they, they try to ruin your rollout, but like a true king, you see, man, he don't stumble. He don't explain himself. My man just kept posting. He gave y'all three fresh picks. My man got his shit off like that day. Like he was just letting picks fly. My man had all the fucking picks going off like nothing happened. And that's how a king handled this shit, bro. There's nothing new. The money gonna keep coming in. He's gonna keep doing his thing. And man, shout out to Kevin Hart. Like I said, I ain't shouting out lying. I ain't shouting out cheating. That's none of my business. But what I am gonna do is talk about the situation from bird's eye view. I'm just looking at it from the outside. Don't be mad at me, people. Now, speaking of outside, we got y'all favorite segment. We got y'all favorite segment coming up, guys. And that is Meeks on the streets yes we brought meeks on the streets back for episode three it started episode two shout out to james meeks for jumping on the show and giving us some hilarious content and we said you know what let's keep the content going let's just let's just keep it going so without further ado ladies and gentlemen i bring to you meeks on the streets meeks, 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 meeks. she belongs to the streets i'm from the streets bitch meeks in the streets i love the game I love the hustle, man. All right, yo, it's your boy, Young Mixiana, a.k.a. Jimmy D in the morning. New story, man. So got a shawty from work. Sorry, shouldn't even say work. Now we know where she's from. But anyway, um, she was telling me how she was getting busy with her, with her, with her mans, having a little foxy time, as I would call it. You know what I'm saying? And um, I was like, oh, so, you know what I'm saying, where at? She was like, oh, yeah, in the lake. And I'm like, in the lake? Yeah, she had sex in a lake. For y'all don't know what Fox time is, that's sex. Shawty had sex in a lake, okay? 
I don't know where y'all having sex at, but I'm definitely for damn sure not having sex in the lake. I don't even know what's in the lake. Fish might be in the lake. Shit might be in the lake. Like literal shit might be in the lake. My nigga socks might be in the lake. I don't know. A lot of dirty shit's in the fucking lake. So come to find out, long story short, Shardy was like, oh shit, my vagina hurt. And I'm like, oh, of course it does. You had fucking sex in the lake. Obviously your vagina's probably got STIs and all other shits up in it. And Lord behold, Shardy didn't have an STI. And curable. She's, she's cured now. You guys don't have to worry. But long story short, don't have sex in the lake. Shit's dirty, shit's gross. You'll get STI. Meeks on the streets. Ladies and gentlemen, that was Meeks on the streets. And if you want to wear, now you know. If you tell Meeks your nasty sex stories, he's going to tell the world. But I would love to hear where y'all were having nasty little sex capades. I would love to hear it. Let me know. DM me. Shoot us a DM at OOC underscore TV. That is Out of Character TV at OOC underscore TV. Now, this is the Out of Character Podcast. I am your host, Brian Colbert. My friends call me BC. You can call me BC too. I appreciate y'all for being here, man. That's, that's about all we got for y'all. We, we wrapping this thing up, man. Shout out to James Meeks for jumping on, letting us know what's going on on the streets. Before we go, a little bit of NBA talk. Shout out to the Lakers, man. We are still the champions. The season is coming back. It's right around the corner. And trades are on the horizon. And like I said, I am a Lakers fan, so I got to talk my shit right now. Because things are crumbling in Houston. Oh, just like I said they would. I knew they'd only have a year. And I'm blaming it on Russell Westbrook. I'm sorry. Wherever he goes, things dismantle. I think he's an amazing player. I think he needs to find the right spot. But what I don't want to happen is for Houston to send him to L.A. I don't think it's possible. But there are a lot of places that want Russell Westbrook. One place is New York. Can you imagine Russell Westbrook on the mix by himself? Or it'd be a walking triple-double. would be highlight reel material. They probably wouldn't make the playoffs. But Russell Westbrook would be able to be in his bag every night. And Nick fans would love it. They'd be in there stomping them damn teams. They, yeah, they'd be on that bitch. They'd be lit to have Cali Russ pull up to the East Coast and give him a little bit of that West Coast swag. I think the Lakers are going to go after DeMar DeRozan. I personally think the Lakers should go after DeMar DeRozan. I heard that we could trade just Kyle Kuzma and Danny Green to get him. Bye. Danny Green, you belong in San Antonio anyway, man. Go over there and do your thing, bro. End your career there. Whatever, man. You want championships there. It's cool. Thanks for the little help you did with us. Kuz, bro. Honestly, man, I got no problem with you, dog. You did what you had to do. I personally think expectations were way too high for you, bro. I didn't have any expectations for you. I think you did your job, and that's what world players do. They do the job. And I think it'd be a good look to go to San Antonio, man. A lot, a lot of touches out there for you. You got an amazing coach, somebody that really knows how to deal with talented fours. Man, go do your thing. Get money. Let's bring DeMar DeRozan back home to Cali, man. I love it, bro. It was very obvious. Bron needed somebody to help with the ball handling. Bron needed somebody to take over sometimes. And DeMar DeRozan is a bucket. Yes, I get it. He can't shoot. Much like Bron, like they don't spread the floor that well. But, man, how you guarding DeMar DeRozan, Bron, and AD? And I think having that third superstar will allow Vogel to get Bron the rest he needs. Because this season's coming up quick. Lakers did not get a lot of rest, though. Both of the teams in the finals did not get a lot of rest. Miami and L.A. are going to be gas coming in. And they're going to need their stars like Jimmy Butler and LeBron, who are getting older, to get some rest and have some game management. So having a guy like DeMar DeRozan, who was not in the playoffs, who's had damn near a year off, 
will get a chance to play alongside AD, and I think it's only going to help both of their games, man, and allow allow Braun to rest his body and get ready, bro, because we going for another championship. Y'all took away, y'all took away the little parade for us this year, but but next year we celebrating too. And best believe I'm man, I'm doing a pod from the parade. Let me tell you, bro, I'm a fine, I'm a Kevin Hart my way up onto the bus. I'm gonna be there with Jr. with Bron, with AD. I'm, I'm flexed out. We ready popping bottles. I'm there. I'm telling you now, putting it into the universe. So shout out LA, man. I think a lot of dope things gonna happen with the NBA. We got the draft coming up too. By the time I sit here next week, the NBA draft will be here, and I'm just gonna make a little prediction right now. I don't even know why it's up for debate. I think LaMelo Ball is going number one. I don't even think it's close. I think that LaMelo Ball's probably already got that call. Like, yo, let you know, yo, we picking you up, get ready to ball. I, I don't even think it's close. I think LaMelo has shown you guys the skill set that he has. And I think if you allow him to drop, you're going to regret it. The same way you regretted letting Doncic drop. The same way you regretted letting Trey Young drop. Just don't see it happening this time, bro. You can't be that foolish. LaMelo Ball, to me, is a generational player. Like, he can literally go on your team, I think, and change the whole game. As long as he keeps his head straight. As long as his dad's not, you know, making things, you know, weird out there and saying wild stuff, I think things would be cool. So, that's my prediction. We're going to see if I was right. We're going to see if I was right. I love NBA hoops, man. I love the draft, man. Shout out to everybody that's about to fulfill their dreams man that's really fucking cool bro it's really cool because we all have goals we all have dreams to see these young athletes do it at such a such a young age man a lot of these kids 18 19 years old to see them fulfill their dreams to see them with their families with their fathers with their mothers it's always an amazing thing i'm gonna be tuned in i hope you tune in as well and yeah man let's wrap this thing up episode three flew by man i've been having so much fun with you guys man this shit has just been cool it's been so dope to talk to y'all share a little bit about myself show y'all some dope individuals that i call friends in the process man it's been awesome speaking of friends like i like to do at the end of my episodes i like to shout out dope brands dope people dope businesses that personally not only inspire me but i think can inspire you as well and that i think you should support because we're all about supporting black businesses the rest of this year, 2021 and further, will be about supporting the black dollar. We will talk about that more as the podcast continues, but we are supporting black folks. So with that being said, my beautiful blue t-shirt that y'all can't see that are listening, but let me tell you, it's beautiful and it's bright and it's blue. And everybody knows I love blue. Shout out five, eight, six, turn incorporated. So we are we major it's my homeboys i'm gonna i'm gonna call it a whole company i don't know really what he wants to call it but i'm gonna call it a company because they're multifaceted they make clothes they make music they produce they make videos um they make content and in a world where content runs everything man i'm so proud of this brother for continuing to do this stuff he has shirts and all because he has blue gray red yellow i'm gonna put the link in the bio of the pod and of course in the bio of the youtube because we are on youtube you know what i'm saying this is a beautiful thing i'll put the link in the bio and shout out to my guy bro his name is vino the one that represents we are we major um, i'll put his at name somewhere around here i don't remember it off the top of my head shout out to my guy vino man he does some great things love the shirt brother man keep hustling bro don't ever stop man every time you get a shirt you let me know bro i'm wearing that shit on out of character hopefully one day brother you can be on this show people go support him and also my man makes music bro like i know it, we always have that little joke that yo your boy that make music you know blah 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 but like this guy take this shit real seriously like i've from the minute i've known him that's what he did like one of my first interactions with him was we i used to throw this huge party 
threw this huge party in my college, man. It was crazy. People from all over the Midwest would come to this party. And he straight up just asked, was like, hey, bro, like, I want to perform sometime during this party. And, like, anybody that parties know, bro, we not, nobody wants to stop a party to let somebody rap, like, or perform their shit. But for him, it was nothing. For him, it was like, yes, bro, get on that stage, do your thing. And he, he set that bitch off, man. He had the ladies in there going crazy. The party was called a pajama jam, so everybody was in pajamas, which for ladies meant, like, nothing. Like, they were just wearing lingerie, like, and it was hot in there, so everybody was butt-ass naked. But my man turned it up. His music's dope. Go follow him, man. I'll make sure the link to his music, to his Instagram, to his clothing is all there for you guys, man. Shout out to everybody listening, man, that was on this journey with us for episode three. I am your host, Brian Colbert. My friends call me BC. You could call me BC too since you're listening. I love you guys. Thank you guys for being here with us. And like always, God bless.